Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Greeny is off in Anguilla. You got Gabe Neitzel over there. I'm Jordan Ronan. We got Shannon Penn behind the glass taking care of us. You can find Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and on your smart speaker. With so many bottles to choose from, there's always something new to try at Total Wine and More. How about a great Prosecco for under 8 bucks and a French Rosé for under 7 bucks with the lowest prices for over 30 years? Find what you love and love what you find only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Gabe, we're heading into the new year. You even know where Anguilla is? I was trying to think of that. I don't I have no idea. No like idea. on a map, like if you said find Anguilla. No, I have 0% chance of even finding that Even know where to start? No. Me neither. <laughs> I think Sounds I went to school nice, with a girl named Anguilla. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> was she from Anguilla? You don't even know. He, is, he doesn't even know. Yeah, we're, we're here. You're in Wisconsin, right? Yes, sir. What part of Wisconsin? Is it Milwaukee? Uh, in Milwaukee, yep. In Milwaukee. Okay, I wasn't sure if you were in, right outside. Or, you're in Milwaukee. I'm here in New York. And we're talking about, because obviously New Year's is coming up, 2023. We're turning the calendar. So we'll talk about 2024 moving forward. But first, we're going over some of the most disappointing teams or athletes. The Jets, obviously, are among them. We'll get to that in a second. But let's go to Mike in Virginia, see what he's got for us. Mike, thanks for holding hey, on. What do you got, man? Uh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm going to say the Minnesota Vikings. And the reason being is, you know, going 13-4 and four last year, a lot of people thought it was a fluke, but they did it with no defense, no offensive line. Both of those have improved, and, of course, our quarterback gets injured. So, you know, I, it's very disappointing. It definitely should be a Super Bowl contender and barely going to make the playoffs. I'm a little surprised you have that view, Mike. I thought – Coming off last year, you you be have the expectations a little tempered, no? You know, the, the, Gabe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, you kind of. We kind of weren't sure how how legit that was last year. But they had a Vikings negative team. point differential, despite having thirteen wins. They went thirteen and four and had a negative point differential because they gave up forty one points and got boat raced in the second to last game of the year against the Packers. But this was a team that also this offseason like wasn't sure what they were doing. You know, they sold off and, and traded away a couple yeah, of It was almost like they were rebuilding pieces. a little bit on the fly. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's almost like they were building the bricks for a rebuild, but they knew they couldn't get rid of Kirk, so they're trying to figure out what they want to do, what are they going to do with Cousins. And, I mean, the fact that this team, with doing that, going through now, you know, four different, four different quarterbacks with Jaron Hall set to start against the Packers this weekend, I mean, they're in a position to potentially make the playoffs. I think with all the things that have happened around that team – this has been a pretty good year for the Vikings. Yeah. I think I would understand it more if Kirk didn't get injured. You could say you had higher expectations for them, especially yes. when their defense so greatly improved under Brian Flores. Like oh, I, yeah. I 
I would be able to. I would be able to get that a little bit more. Let's go to Corey in New York. Corey, what do you got for us, man? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. Thanks. Um, I got a player and I got a team. I say okay. Jimmy G and the New the New Orleans Saints. Those are pretty good ones. Yeah. Those are pretty good ones. The Saints are definitely disappointing. I had them as my Super Bowl team, and boy, have they not looked anything Ooh. like a Super Bowl team to start. Yeah. I just thought that defense was legit, and, and I get it. This is obviously the, the line of thought, and with that defense being legit, you just have a decent offense with Derek Carr. You could be a, a contender in the NFC, which isn't the strongest you know conference in general, and it just hasn't panned out. And you would think with the weapons, especially you're talking about that defense and how legit right. everybody thought it was going to be, but then you just take a look at the, what the, the weapons they have offensively. Oh, yeah. you've got Kamara. You know, Chris Olave has really turned into somebody good. I mean, the Mike Thomas saga just continues to. He be was the good. Same he was playing well year. before he got injured, though. Yeah, this year, but obviously he's always injured. But yeah, yeah still. That, that, that's part huh? of the deal with Michael Thomas at this point. But you would think that they had enough weapons that if they had a competent quarterback like Derek Carr, that it would be able to, you know, be a better offense than it's been all season. So yeah. I think the, the Saints is a good one. They still have a chance to make the playoffs. It's not out of the question. Correct. They basically just need to what win their final two games. They play the Bucks this week. Yeah, that's going to be a huge. Oh, they play the, the Bucks NFC and the Falcons. Is it, yeah, is they they got the Falcons in the final game too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got two divisional so. games. It's all right there in front of them. If they if they could change that narrative real quick, if they just win those final two games. Now we're going to play a little, you know, coulda shoulda would have here though game, in regards to the twenty twenty three NFL season. We see the Jets. We see what they were. I mean, just. Another awful performance by them yesterday. Turning the ball over, you know, throw a pick six, fumble uh, a kickoff, a poorly coached, mistakes all over the field. I get it. Aaron Rodgers got injured. Trevor Simeon is your quarterback. They they miscalculated with uh, Zach Wilson badly. But the question is, what would this team have been if they at least had Joe Flacco, now that we see him on the other side, as one of their backups, as a contingency plan for Aaron Rodgers, or is it just is that mute anyway because they don't have Kevin Stefanski and they have Nathaniel Hackett? I think it's I think it's mute because of Stefanski. I think Stefanski recognizes what Joe Flacco does well, and the Jets never did. I mean, the Jets never wanted him to push the ball down the field. And oh, by the way, if you want to push the ball down the field, guess what you got to do? Block. You got you got to protect the quarterback. You got to be able to give him time to throw the ball down the field. And I think that's kind of what happened. And and with Joe Flacco, him and having the arm talent that he does, I still don't know how he completed that ball while he was getting hit along the sideline to Amari Cooper a couple of weeks ago. Man, that's I, he's got the he's got the strong arm. He's got the the talent, arm strength has not gone away. It hasn't diminished. So you just have to be able to play to his strength. The Jets proved they could not do that when he was on their roster. I mean, in fairness, I guess the Broncos really didn't do that either. And the, the Browns have figured out a way to play to what Joe Flacco's strengths are. And they've been able to cater their offense around to that, which is why they've had so much success. I don't think the Jets would have been able to play to Flacco's strengths because they can't protect him. The same thing that they couldn't do with Aaron Rodgers, with Zach Wilson, with whoever's been playing quarterback for them over the last two years, their biggest issue's been offensive line play. And unless you give Flacco time to throw the ball down the field, I don't think that they're going anywhere with Joe Flacco, just like they ended up not going anywhere after Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Okay, so that's interesting. 
because I want to hear your thought. Now that you say that, would they be a playoff team with Aaron Rodgers? Because you just mentioned the offensive line is yeah. is in really bad shape. Like, would they have? So let's say they win their their finale. They they're going to be favored to finally beat the Patriots for the first time in forever. They would be still finish seven and ten. Would Aaron Rodgers make that much of a difference where you could then see them being ten and seven or I eleven wanna, and six? I want to say yes because he has a relationship with. I think the offense just looks different just because of his input of being there and being around and, hey, here's what I can do and the working relationship that he has with Nathaniel Hackett. I think it ends up being good enough because you take a look at the bottom part of what the AFC looks like. I mean, if you get to 9-8, and eight, you might be a playoff team. Do I think Aaron Rodgers could be 9-8 and eight with this team? I think he'd be able to figure out a way to work around that offensive line. Now, he's not as athletic as he used to be because who is at age 40? But... At the same so he would time, have to do it with his head, with his brain. I like, think you know, he would work and around, I, and I think he would have been able to do that. I mean, he's one of the smartest quarterbacks to ever do this. I think he would have been able to devise a plan to work around the offensive line's um, limitations and try to get the ball into Wilson's hands, be able to run the football a little bit more efficient. Aaron Rodgers was always at. I mean, he wanted to extend plays, and there was a chunk of time in, but you know, kind of between 2012, 2016, where he's running around making all these plays out of um, off schedule. But mm-hmm. I think the later Aaron Rodgers, the one that won an MVP in 2020 and 2021, was better getting the ball out on time. And I think he would have had to have done that to have success. And the dude's as competitive as anyone else. I think he would have figured out a way to get the ball out, get it on time. And the Jets would have been a playoff team. The other side is people look at the Jets defense and they say, this isn't, this isn't a great defense. And they look at late last night and they played terrible in the first half. I get it. But the Jets defense has such a slim margin of error, right? Oh, yeah. And Wing Martindale said, has, has kind of said this recently. They said it on the broadcast in the Giants game recently. It's like when, you're, when you know your offense stinks and can't score – your your defense is almost playing against your offense as well, right? Because, hey, we know we can't make a mistake. We know if we have that one slip-up, our offense isn't going to be able to do enough to make up for it. It's so much pressure. So much pressure on that defense to be perfect. Because if you're not perfect, oh, there goes the game. You give up a, you know, a couple of scores in the first half, usually for most teams, oh, no big deal. You know what? You'll, you'll get back. You'll bounce back. You'll be fine in the second half. The Jets give up a couple of scores in the first half, and their defense is like, well, game's over. And, and you can start to see that in the body language. That yeah. defense, I believe, is still a really good defense. You just can't ask really any side of the ball in today's NFL to carry the team that much, where in order to be a playoff team or even to have a chance at winning a game, you have to play perfectly. You can't ask any side. I don't care offense, defense. You can't ask them to be perfect week in and week out in order to survive and win games. I agree, and I think that the stat to me that shows that, the Jets are seventh in total defense, allowing 303.1 yards per game, even after yesterday. But yet they're 16th in points allowed per game. That's because your defense... I mean, your offense, your special teams, they're putting you in compromising positions or flat-out giving up points, which Correct. they have just endlessly this year. The Jets have more kick kick and punt f- return fumbles than anyone I've seen in recent history this year. It's unbelievable. It, it really is unbelievable. So, obviously, the Jets are a big disappointment because, I mean, if you live around here in the New York area, you're talking about a team that people actually had – there was a conversation. I always thought this was a stupid conversation because they haven't made the playoffs now in 13 years. 
of how this was a Super Bowl or bust year for the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. And I'm thinking to myself, can they make the playoffs first? So obviously a huge, huge disappointment. And it kind of seemed like Aaron was also trying to tamp down those expectations in year one by even early on saying, hey, I don't see this as a one-year thing. I think that I'm going to be here a couple of years, so we're going to have a couple of swings at this because I think even he was sensing, hey, Super Bowl or bust, Super Bowl or bust, and he didn't want that kind of pressure on everybody else on the team. Well, it was bust at least this year. Now they have more, (laughs) but it's bust. So they're among the most disappointing team or athletes in 2023. We're going to hear some more of yours. Let's go to Tyler in Virginia. Tyler, what's going on, man? Hey, hey, happy new year, guys. How are we? Happy, happy new, new year, time. man. We're all good. Good, man. Hey, so uh, I want to just talk about not a team and not a player, but let's just talk about the entire NFC South as a conference and how disappointing that entire conference is. From the shakeup that took place in Carolina where they fired everybody to uh, what's gone down in, in New Orleans. I picked New Orleans even as a Tampa fan uh, to win the Super Bowl as well, just like you did. Uh, but that entire division is absolutely atrocious, and they should be completely disappointed in themselves. I, look, I get it, because it's a bad division. It's probably the worst in football. But I think we all kind of thought it could be the worst in football at the yeah. beginning. That's kind of now, why I like the Saints, too, because you knew the competition stunk around them. Oh, yeah, because, yes. I mean, it's like, I oh, think, you get a free walk to the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think you, th- you thought that Baker Mayfield was going to play this well in Tampa, and you knew that the Panthers were going to be rebuilding with everything they were going through. And, yeah, it's, it's an interesting division. And I, I guess if you are the worst division in football, which I think the NFC South is, mm-hmm. by definition, that is disappointing. No, I get it. I get it. I mean, look. They've been, a, they've been a bad division. There's no doubt about that. Let's go to Eric in Georgia before we take a break. Eric, what's going hey, on, good man? Good morning, guys. Hey, I want to I basically the last caller had my idea, but I want to say the AFC West. You're looking at Kansas City, you know, playing Cincinnati. They could possibly be a four seed. Uh, the Chargers, the Raiders, you know, the Broncos, we all yeah. thought they were going to be better. I mean, if I'm, I'm more willing to buy the West. The if you would have told me at the beginning of the year, AFC South will have more teams in the playoffs than the AFC West, I would have been slapped. But uh, yeah. so thank you, guys. I mean, that that is crazy to think about. Um, the West I, has been disappointing. I I, 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 I I totally agree. Like, none of those teams have exceeded expectations. Well, and you probably had some sort of... Like, or even the, met the, them. Yeah, the Broncos probably thought they could be a dark horse playoff contender because, especially with Sean Payton putting everything on Nathaniel Hackett from the year before... Uh, the Raiders thought that maybe, you know, okay, they blamed Derek Carr. That was wrong to bring in Jimmy G. And the Chargers were a playoff team a year ago, and the Chiefs have been disappointing. So I think you can make the case for every one of those teams, like you said, not living up to expectations. And outside of the Chiefs, the other three teams have either benched their quarterback or fired their coach. For some of them, both. Yeah. That's usually a pretty good sign. It's been a disappointing season for them. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Coming up, we want to hear from you. Who was your most disappointing team or athlete in 2023? Plus, I'm going to apologize uh, apologize to Gabe for guess what? You'll hear, and let's see if the Ravens feel like a different team this year. Listen to Greeny, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Greeny, the podcast.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to Greeny. He's Gabe Neitzel. I'm Jordan Ronan on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and on your smart speakers. Greeny's presented by Progressive Insurance. A little Grateful Dead going on right there. Ready for your New Year's celebration, Gabe? What's what's New Year's at the Neitzel's look like? Well, the New Year, the New Year's at the Neitzel's is going to be me hosting our local Packers post game show because Packers Vikings is the Sunday night game this week. So I will be here at the ESPN Milwaukee studios taking the reactions of quite possibly a Packers loss. I, I don't know how to feel about Packers Vikings coming up on Sunday nights because their defense has been so bad. But we're going to be taking fans' reactions on ninety four five ESPN. That sounds like a good New Year's to me. To be honest with you. Like at this point in life, when you have the, the kids and the family, New Year's is like you, you can't do New Year's. It's like it's out. Oh, it's the it's most like, overrated holiday. What, what age do you man. think New Year's becomes a, a terrible holiday that you don't care about? Like twenty three, twenty four, uh, yeah, twenty six, maybe. Yeah, I, I think it starts to once you kind of find that you know your significant other that you're starting to settle down with. Like you just don't want to go out and deal with all the people at all the different bars and all that. Maybe you throw like a small party at your own place with a couple of close friends. And then as the relationship continues to get more and more serious, maybe you get married. Then you're in bed by 10 o'clock and you really don't care to see the new year ring in at midnight. <laughs> I say this. I, I stay up okay. to watch it. Like I, I, want, I want to see the ball fall, but like sure. I'll be doing it from my couch or my bed. Yeah. There's no like... Let's go out. Let's set aside this. Let's get a babysitter. Just it's not worth it. No, I agree. Absolutely not. So you you talked about it's gonna you don't know what to expect from your Packers. That's where I 
we have to start, though, because I owe you an apology. I've been waiting all day for this. I've been saying, I I remember saying before the season, I was on with you. I thought the Packers were still going to win the division. I did. And one of my reasons was, oh, you know, they still have that pretty talented defense. They're young. They're talented. They're good. And you told me, eh, eh. I wouldn't have so much confidence in Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator. I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm really, and you, you you did it subtly, Gabe. But man, I refuse to listen. I refuse to listen to the expert on the Green Bay Packers. And I had confidence in Joe Barry. And what happens when they needed their defense to step up? They were good for like a three game stretch. And back, guess what? Joe Barry's defense, like it does every year, like clockwork, stinks. Stinks. Oh, uh, they they had they gave up back to back NFC players of the week offensive players of the week gave it to Tommy DeVito who is well now benched and <laughs> Baker Mayfield had a perfect passer rating the only perfect passer rating in Lambeau Field history outside of Aaron Rodgers and then they gave up they they did win last week Jordan they did win uh, but they blew a fourteen point lead when they had the ball with about twelve minutes left. They got it back with four minutes left, and the game was tied. Like, what just happened? Like, the Panthers, who could not yeah. score a touchdown <laughs> all season long, were able to score two in, like, a six-minute stretch. It was hey, unbelievable. Br- Bryce, Young, Bryce Young's been terrible. Let's get him to play Joe Barry's defense. Give him some now, confidence. Oh, now, yeah, now he's got confidence. He threw for 300 yards, a couple of touchdowns, no turnovers. He's feeling good. Panthers are feeling good about at, uh, Bryce Young going into the offseason because he had the one good game against Joe Barry's defense for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, the Packers have the 23rd-ranked defense. Defense in the NFL, so you know, kind of reap what you sow. Didn't want to listen to you. I owe you the apology. I was arguing with you. No, no, the Packers are going to be pretty good this year. But guess what? Guess what? They're disappointing once again. No matter where you are, you can always listen to Greeny on the ESPN app or Sirius XM channel eighty. We're going to talk here about who are the most disappointing teams or athletes in twenty twenty three. Feel free to call in, join the conversation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The question of the day, once again, were the most disappointing teams or athletes in 2023? Let's go to Mike in Illinois. Mike, Happy New Year. Appreciate the call. Happy New Year, guys. Yeah, Happy New Year, guys. Thank you very much. Who is your most disappointing team or athlete? I got the Bears and Justin Fields. Um, with them, with with Rodgers being out of Green Bay, and you look at the paper, you look at the paper on them. The Bears should have been dominating the the North, uh, to to my my opinion, anyways. But uh, I mean, you look at them against uh, Detroit. They had they had the games on both of them games there with Detroit, and I I don't know. I just think that the Bears. Or disappointment. <laughs> is it more? Had that division. Is it more fields, or is it more the management there? I think it's the management. To be honest with you, because I I think we should keep fields and and build on off of him. But that, you know, I don't think that's going to happen by no means. But it just this year fields. If you look at his demeanor, he he didn't want to be there this year for some reason. It started out, you know, going through training training camp and everything they looked really good and um and then i don't know what happened from from there it just went to kaboom <laughs> appreciate the, the call mike what do you what do you, the think? what do you think what do you think fears uh fields or uh management 
I think it's the management, but also I really liked Justin Fields coming out of college, and I think Fields still has an opportunity to be a good quarterback. I think it's best for everyone involved, though, because this group, this coach, this general manager, where they screwed up was not getting rid of the previous regime a year earlier because that's the regime that picked Justin Fields. So then this, this one is bootstrapped with Fields. They're probably going to have the number one overall pick coming from the Carolina Panthers in that draft day trade that they made. So the Bears are going to have the number one overall pick. I think yeah. you just clean house. Makes sense to move on. Try to trade away Agreed. fields and then have the new regime come in, pick the quarterback they want, and try to rebuild from there. Yeah. I I've, Look, I still think Justin Fields could be a quality quarterback in the NFL, yes. but I agree he is disappointing to me in that it's always just flashes with him. There's no yeah. consistency. Like he's still, we're in year three. He's still holding the ball too long. Mm-hmm. He's still like, you know, he get gets jittery in the pocket, you know. But then, then you see him make these throws, and you're like, man, you know, he had he could do that, or he could run what, and do that. You're like, this guy has a lot, a lot going for him. So I, I, I could see the disappointment there. Yeah, but that's the consistency is what you need at this point in year three, um, and it's probably why he's not going to get a year four in Chicago. Yeah, let's go to Amy in Maryland. Amy, happy New Year. Appreciate the call. Thank what do you, you. What do yes, you got for us? Um, I think the most disappointing player this year is Jalen Hurts. Ooh, that's interesting. Why? I'm, Why Jalen Hurts? I'm, I'm willing to. Inter- I can I'm, see I'm it, interested though. to hear it. Yes, yeah. I'm interested to hear this. Well, I think Jalen is disappointing this year because he's not the same player. I mean, last year he would run over someone if he needed to, and this year I've seen him just kind of fall down several times when he doesn't want to take the big hit. Last year he was Superman, and this year he's falling short. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, he has – it's 18 turnovers compared yeah, to eight, eight last mm-hmm. year. That's a big deal. But what Amy said there is an interesting thing. It made me think, like, that's why it's really hard to be successful playing the way he does for – like, you know, like Cam Newton did it for several years and then just kind of fell off. Like, it's hard to be a quarterback and take those hits and just run people over – which is why what Josh Allen is doing and still doing consistently is pretty amazing. Yeah. Any any type of quarterback that has that athleticism. Like with Lamar, Lamar, for the most part, it seems like because he's so fast, can avoid those big hits. I mean, Josh Allen, because he's a tank of a human being, runs people over. Same thing with Jalen Hurts, but that just kind of opens you up for having those big hits, for having a potential injury. And he's been close, I think, to being as good but not quite, and that's been a big difference for them this year in terms of being one of the best teams in the NFC to being a team where you're like, uh, do they really have what it takes to make it back to the Super Bowl this year? But it's hard for me to put him at the top of the list. Correct. When he is a quarterback of an 11-4 and four team that's probably going to finish 13-4. and four. Uh, You know yeah. what I mean? I get it. He has not played as well and has been disappointing a little, little bit, but when we're talking about overall list here, he's not at the top for me. Uh, no, and especially when he's accounted for the same number of touchdowns in the same number of games. Because he only played 15 games this year. He's played 15 this year. Uh, he had 22 passing touchdowns, 13 rushing touchdowns a year ago. Only 20 passing touchdowns, so two less, but he's got two more running touchdowns. So, like, he's still producing the same amount of points. It just has looked, I mean, to Amy's point, it has looked just a little bit different. But the turnovers, when he's 2x that's plus, huge. that's a big difference. That's and that's counting because points basically against you on the other side. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know who I thought of also, I'm not sure you might've, you might've stepped out for a second and I mentioned before to Shannon, 
Max Jones and that Patriots oh. team has been a huge disappointment because remember we thought coming into the year Max Jones had a good rookie year. Remember? Yep. And then they bring in Bill O'Brien. You're like, you know what? This offense will get back on track a little bit. Mac Jones will at least settle down. You thought he was going to at least be an average, decent quarterback. And boy, has that gone just as bad as you could imagine. Yeah, because he was good his rookie year. And then, for whatever reason, they decided they didn't need an offensive coordinator for his second year, which seems like a bad idea for a young girl and quarterback. But, you know, we gave Bill Belichick the you know benefit of the doubt. That was a disaster. And... Has it somehow even gotten worse with a defensive or excuse me with an offensive coordinator and Bill O'Brien this year? It's it has been a disaster. I think you could say yeah. I think yeah. it absolutely has gotten worse. Well, let's go over now to a positive from 2023, right? Something that has gotten better, and that's the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, right? Lamar, the MVP favorite at this point, uh, just playing tremendous football. We saw it in San Francisco. There's just a lot to like with the Ravens right now. And you just wonder, how much different a Ravens team does this feel for you, right? Because the pressure's obviously on Lamar, Gabe. Oh, 100%. Because the one thing that hasn't happened for this Ravens team is producing in the playoffs. And this, even though they've suffered a really tough injury this year with Mark Andrews, it seems like they were more equipped or better equipped to kind of deal with injuries. Like, mm-hmm. they've had big injuries, usually at the running back position or to Lamar. And Their defensive backfield, too, that de- one yeah. year. They, they just remember they couldn't stop the pass. Yeah, just just perennially just the most injured team. At least it would seem like, like the biggest injuries, most devastating injuries. And this does feel different to me because of the way they've been able to stay healthy, but also because they have some different weapons offensively. I mean, they, whoever they put at running back has had some success over the last handful of years. But to have Flowers, to have OBJ, to have some other passing options, because for the longest time it felt like, well, they got a bunch of guys, but Mark Andrews is really good. And for Andrews to go down in, in years past, that would seem to be devastating. That's not the case this year. And because they're that healthy, it just seems like they can – really play complementary football the way we were just talking about you know having that defense that can back up your offense the offense can back up the defense if they're playing a little bit off I it just feels like a different team it looks like a different team than it has the last couple of years I think that's why everyone's so high on them in San Francisco right now even though San Francisco they beat San Francisco last week people still think highly of San Francisco they're just properly positioned this year they're just both teams are in good shape at this point in the season we're coming down the stretch you're like they're both primed for a run. They're healthy enough in the right positions that they can make that run. Now, let's hear from Lamar on what he thinks is part of the difference. Keeping a level head is the most important thing for us right now, you know, because uh, now it's, the narrative is changing. You know, it was just, you know, this team is the Ravens. We don't know about the Ravens. Now it's, oh, they're the number one team. So we're not, we're not playing no mind in that, into that. You know, I feel like that's bait. You know, that's clip bait. And like I said, we're trying to make it to February, so we're going to take – Take it a game at a time. I believe we run a guy, a bunch of guys who who's been doubted, a, a bunch of guys who got things to prove on our team on both sides of the ball. So, so I believe anytime we're we're the underdogs, we gonna always rise rise to the occasion. But we gotta stay locked in to do that. You know what that is, Gabe? That's a quarterback who knows the pressure's on, and he's got to you know, try to downplay it now because the pressure's on him because he has to win. He hasn't done it in the playoffs. The pressure's on the Ravens because they're going to be the number one seed likely in the AFC. Lamar's likely going to win the MVP. Right now he's minus 175. I mean, Sounds about right to me. You, you like anyone else who's 
who's going to overtake him there? So you've got opportunities, I think, for the couple of guys behind him, depending upon what happens, mostly for the Ravens this weekend against the Dolphins. Like, if the Dolphins go in and beat up on the Ravens, then I think Tua gets back into it, depending upon what Tyreek does. That gets him back into it. But then, Well, if Tua plays well, Tyreek probably plays well. And then correct. He's, then he's, you know, creeping up on 2K. But then you have Josh Allen, and if they win their last two games and they overtake, you know, if they win their last two games and the Dolphins lose their last two games, they overtake the division, Josh Allen's in there. I think there are a couple of scenarios that could still play out. More than likely, I think that the Ravens win this weekend. I think Lamar plays well. And the one thing with Lamar, too, it's, it's interesting because, like, you can look at the stats that Josh Allen has and they jump off the page. Mm-hmm. Lamar's not having a year where the stats jump off, but if you watch that entire game on Christmas night, that Monday night football game against the 49ers this last week. Well, he was great. Under pressure, just, his numbers yeah, were crazy good. Yeah, you, you just take a look at what, and you see what he does, everything, and then at the end of the, you know, it's not a big box score, 350-yard, 100-yard rushing game, but you can see how in control he is and the plays that he can make for this team, and it's easy to see why he's the... Uh, favorite over on ESPN bet at one minus one seventy five. All right, so you tell me, they're the number one seed. They beat Miami this week. Buffalo goes and wins Week eighteen against Miami. Josh Allen has forty five total touchdowns or so, something like that, right? He's mm-hmm. has a, he's at forty now. So figuring in the last two weeks, he gets five more total touchdowns. He's at like forty five. Can, is Lamar going to beat him out for MVP because they're the number one seed, or does Josh Allen with 45 touchdowns and another AFC East title beat him out? I think it goes to Lamar. And if the turnovers were down for Josh Allen, I think he would have a better chance. But more than all the touchdowns he's been able to put up, the narrative around Josh Allen has been the number of turnovers he had. I mean, how many games in a row has he thrown an interception? Like, that's mm-hmm. more... That's been more of the narrative around Josh Allen because the team struggled, especially in the middle part of the season. That's been a bigger part than, oh, man, he is racking up touchdown after touchdown, game after game after game. And I think that narrative ultimately hurts Josh Allen and Lamar, whose team has been more consistent all year long, ends up being the MVP. Yeah, well, Josh Allen would have something like a 45 touchdowns to 20 turnovers. Lamar would have, let's see, uh, 35 touchdowns to 15 turnovers. So it's pretty similar. Yeah, it is more. Like it's a, probably closer a, than you think. Two and, a, I, two and a half to one touchdown yeah. to turnover ratio. So, But that's where the narrative comes in. I think the narrative plays in of Josh Allen being a turnover machine and Lamar Jackson's playing you know, some great football for the best team. And, again, that defense is so good. I think you could make a case for Josh Allen doing more work than Lamar has had to this year. But also the reason why the Bills are being dug out of the hole is, well, they dug themselves that hole because Josh Allen couldn't stop turning it over in big games. Yeah. Well, that'll be one of the uh, games of Week 18 for sure if the Ravens are able to beat the Dolphins. It'll be Josh Allen against the uh, Miami Dolphins in Week 18. Uh, This weekend we got only Saturday night. We got the Lions going to Dallas and then Sunday football, no Monday night. Monday is going to be all bowl games, Gabe. New Year's Day. It's going to be a fun day of college football. ESPN Radio has you covered for bowl action. Tune in tomorrow for the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, followed by the Capital One Orange Bowl. Coverage begins 11.30 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Coming up next, we got Who You Got with Bubba, who won't wear his jerseys to the doctor's <laughs> office. Listen to e- Greeny, ESPN Radio, ESPN app.
Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple jets is better with the thickest crispiest cheesiest detroit style pizza in the country there's no competition right now get five dollars off any eight corner pizza with code eight save that's the number eight s-a-v-e Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? All right, time for some who you got here. I know, Gabe, you did it last week. I give you a, probably a, a C plus. Jordan, your your first time, so a lot on the line here. Let's see what you got. We're going to start doing some. We're picking some games. We got a big big one tonight in college football. Number nine Missouri, number seven Ohio State, and the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic on ESPN Radio. This game is Ohio State minus five. Who you guys got in this game? I feel that in any of these bowl games that are happening before the uh, before the semifinals, I just got to take the points. Like, there are so many guys transferring in tra- or transferring out. Who knows who's going to be there? What coaches are going to be there? So I feel like the wise point move is just taking the points. So I will take the plus five in tonight's contest. Usually I'd agree with you, but when you're talking about Ohio State, the backup to the backup is an NFL player and it's an <laughs> NFL talent. So, heck, give me Ohio State. All right, let's go to the NFL now. So we have the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge where all the shows pick against each other. Last year, Greeny won. This year, Greeny is doing horrific. He's in last place, <laughs> although he's had, I think, three straight 2 and one weeks. So I have his picks. We'll see what you guys do here. First game up, the biggest game of the weekend, Lions at Cowboys. This game's on ESPN, as we've been talking about. Tomorrow night, Dallas minus 5.5. Who you guys got? I'm going to take the Cowboys, Cowboys minus the five and a half here. Yeah, i got to take the Cowboys. They're at home. They're, They're at home. Kind of embarrassed the last couple of weeks. The Lions have already clinched their division. Yes, the Lions do have the number one seed to play for, but the Cowboys at AT&T Stadium have been tough this year. It's like Cowboys you know, minus five and a half. It's like you know when a team clinches in baseball or basketball, you never want to like bet on them the next the day next or night, the, next, yeah. like the next night or the next game because they, just had, you know, they lived it up. I feel like that's what we're going to be looking at here. This Detroit team... They're in a good spot. They're not really going anywhere. What are they playing? They're not playing for too much. So, 
Dallas. All right, Greeny also going with the Cowboys, and so I said that Darn game. It. That game, yeah, exactly. You just got to be careful. So <laughs> we that, picked the wrong side, game. That game is uh, on ESPN, like I mentioned. This game is on ESPN Radio on Sunday. This should be a great one. Dolphins at Ravens. Baltimore minus three and a half. Who are you going with here? I'm going to take the uh, Miami Dolphins. I know everyone's going to be like, no, the Ravens, uh, they're the better team. The Dolphins are on the road. But guess what? The Ravens are coming off the super high, short week. It's I don't know. This is a spot where I could see them letting down a little bit. And it's a good Dolphin team still. Playing really good defense lately. Surprise, surprise. I know people don't realize that. I get where you're coming from, especially because it seems like this year, anytime we're ready to crown, oh, this is the best team, this is the team to beat in the yeah. NFL this season, they end up laying an egg. I believe in the Ravens. I'm falling for it. I am, you know, I am taking the Ravens minus the three and a half in this game. Also, I can't believe this game did not get flexed. And yeah, the fact I that it's still going to be in the 1 p.m. slot is wild to me. Very, very strange. They must have protected it. It must have gotten protected. Well, then put it at, put it at three twenty five instead of we were looking uh, yesterday. Yeah, because it's the uh, the what is it? The Chiefs Chiefs, Chiefs Bengals Bengals. They're both at CBS, so it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, actually, that does not make sense. It's, it's very strange. <laughs> I was I about for we were talking about it yesterday. Like it must be protected, but they're both on CBS. Very strange because that is a great game. So I, but, I'm in for that game 100. Uh, percent Except by the way, I have to watch the Giants play. Jordan, you'll be happy I'm to hear uh, Green is going with the Ravens there, so you'll you'll be happy to hear on that one. Uh, Win for me. Next one, last one, Steelers at Seahawks. This one is Seattle minus three and a half. Who you guys got here? I have a hard time seeing the Steelers being able to do what they did and repeat it this week from last week. Mason Rudolph probably going to be starting again. Threw for you know a bunch of touchdowns. Had a big explosive offensive game. Seattle's playing for something, man. They're trying to make their way back into the playoffs once again. I am. I hate taking the three favorites in, in the NFL here, but I am taking the Seahawks minus the points. Yeah, Seahawks at home. Last week, the Steelers were super motivated. They're at home. They were ticked off. No, Seattle's just the better team. No, they actually are a sneaky, dangerous team in the a- NFC when they're healthy, and they're much healthier now than they have been in a long time. Both their tackles have been back for a few weeks now. Geno's back. Kenneth Walker's back. That team could be dangerous. Greeny is going with the Steelers on that Yes. One. So you, you might be in luck on All that right. one. So there you go. Winning right, let's, week. Let's upcoming. get down to some, uh, some fun questions here because 49 years ago Monday, Ryan Seacrest was born. You may know who that is. He's had all sorts of jobs over the years. American Idol, Live mm-hmm. with Kelly and Ryan, Dick Clark's Rock and Eve, and soon he's going to be do, doing Wheel of Fortune. So if you had to pick one of his jobs to take over, what, which one would you take? Who you got? Oh, that that's easy. It's his newest gig. That's super easy. Wheel of Fortune, man. Like Pat Sajak. Like they they tape a bunch of those at the time. To- at the same time, you get the time off and you kind of do whatever you want. It's Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, don't they don't like bang out like thirty episodes in like two days and they're yeah. done? For- yeah, it's something oh, yeah. something crazy, right? I mean, he did uh, create the Kardashian show, right? Like him, like wa- watching that car wreck is pretty good. I mean, that's not so bad. But New Year's Eve, come on. Great job. You're there in Times Square once a year. Can't beat it. See the apple. That's not bad. Yeah. Yesterday was National Card Playing Day. I don't know if you guys were playing some cards yesterday. Who you got is your favorite card game? So I don't know if this is one that a lot of people across the country are going to be familiar with. I know it's very Midwest. It's a very Wisconsin thing as I'm in Milwaukee. It's a card game called Euchre. 
Uh, anybody familiar with euchre? I've yeah, heard so of it. it's don't it's know a, much about it. We uh, I play it all I the know time. Bob I, euchre. It, yeah, spelled <laughs> differently. Spelled differently. Although uh, a lot of people get that confused, since Bob euchre famously from Milwaukee as well. Um, but it's a card game I get together a couple times a year with my college roommates, and we always sit down and play it. So I'm saying euchre is my favorite card game. Yeah, obviously, you know, things like strip poker come to my mind, but, uh, <laughs> you know, go, go fish. Talk about, talk about two total ends of the spectrum there. Yeah, of course, but yeah. The, the ultimate card game, and you know you've played this when you're, with your kids or when you're a kid, War is a great card uh, game. Oh, War is fantastic. Yeah, Legendary. it's tremendous. It is. I'm, I'm, in, I'm intrigued on this euchre. i got to look it up and play with my friends now. I thought you were going to say you were intrigued by the strip poker. Instead, you're intrigued oh, by the I, euchre. No, I, already, I already play strip poker with my friends. That's fine. Uh, last week that was, did not sound right. <laughs> that did about? not come off right. Pause. Uh, last week was Samuel L. Jackson's 75th birthday. Who you got as your favorite Samuel movie? Mm. You could go first That's a good there. one. Um, I'll say Pulp Fiction. I'll go Pulp Fiction. It's an iconic role for him. Um, you know, kind of, you know, he's not in the whole movie, just the way that Pulp Fiction, you know, plays out. But I'll take Pulp Fiction as my favorite Samuel L. Jackson movie. How about Training Day for me? I like that uh, one. That was, that was a great movie. Classic. Uh, yeah, I really just, there's that, the twist, the first time, wet. first time you watch it, the twists are just so good. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That's, that's right. Movie, but I mean, the thing with Samuel L. Jackson is there's so many choices, it's, there's so many options. It's such a long list of movies he's in. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast.